0: What is up, and welcome to Beyond the Arc. I'm your host, Brandon Silvers. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Mika Gadsden. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? What is going on? I'm on these energy drinks today. I was up late watching the draft.
1: (laughs) And then on a sad note, my New York Knicks. You know, they're the one team in this draft that had picked, that had a pick. That walked
0: away with absolutely positively nothing. I was not. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, I brought in, you know, a six man off the bench. We got a guest today.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Yes. This is our first guest. Well, in in the studio. In the studio, yes. Yeah.
0: In a while. In a while. So today we are joined by my dog Trey Hill. All right. Trey, what is going on? What's up, man? How you doing? All doing, right. I'm I'm gonna make it. I got I got a good crew with me. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> it's
2: Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Amen for it. that. We
1: made it. We made it. We made it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was I was happy when you gave me when you told me that you were working on this, uh, this upcoming episode. You said you connected with, uh, you know, a, a longtime friend who's doing some amazing work that is beyond the arc.
0: If I may, hey,
1: say. Right. so I'm excited to learn more about about the homie right here.
0: Yes, yeah, so Trey. What's going on? I want to talk about your basketball bona fides first. Yes. Okay. So, you are you from South Carolina? You're not from South Carolina, are you? No,
2: I'm from Georgia, a small town called Camden County. Okay. Uh, it's, it's near Jacksonville, Florida, than anything. That's Kwame Brown country, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to say that, but- uh, isn't, he, isn't
0: Brunswick down there? Yeah, Brunswick. I was born in Brunswick. Okay. So, definitely, So, yeah. you did the reverse Kwame, where you were born in Brunswick <laughs> and came to Charleston. Kwame was born in Charleston. Went to Brunswick
2: Right But you know Georgia will, will forever be home to me So I've seen the license plate The Georgia yeah. <laughs> Bulldog license plate Like This is a good college football year for you Yes sir uh, So I mean you were the truth down there is, is that That's what my sources tell me Well I'm a humble person I'm not going to say I was the truth But I was a pretty good ball player Okay and Okay then,
1: wait, wait wait If he wasn't the truth Did you have a nickname? Showtime
0: It's Showtime Showtime. Oh, so he's the being man, humble. Was he's not, being I, humble.
1: He wasn't the truth, but his nickname is Showtime. He's like, I'm I'm humble, but my nickname was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> nah. So, how did you get the nickname Showtime? Well, tell him what you were doing. Well, it, it derived from my uncle
2: um he was the the first person to put the ball in my hand at the age of three and ever since then i just fell in love and i grew up watching him in high school we scored like over 30 some points a game uh that was back in the 90s so recruiting and camden georgia at the time wasn't that all that big we were more so of a football powerhouse uh down in the south but uh yeah man that's that's how i got i, I got that nickname and um you know when i stepped on the court things just change Uh, you get a different person than me I've seen it with my own eyes (laughs) I have seen Showtime what what
1: position did you play
0: I played point guard and shooting guard okay all right you know that's that's the that's the position right there yeah yeah yeah. I know that one (laughs)
1: yeah I know you do
0: so
2: and you played collegiately as well correct yes sir I played uh at North Georgia College and State University uh, they recently changed the name uh, to UNG, which is University of North Georgia. Back when I played, it was NAIA. And the big reputation about NAIA is uh, the guard play. So, Scotty Pippen came from NAIA. Yep, Central Arkansas. Yep. yep.
0: That's right, because that is where if you are talented, because there's a million guards who are talented who can play, just based on yep. height. So... You go down there and you can you can light it up down there. Right. And so from there you went you played a
2: little bit professionally, semi-pro, correct? Semi-pro, yeah. Um, Coming out of college, you know, uh, it was either get a job or go work. So my dad, you know, he gave me like a couple years to work on my craft. College was like up and down, you know, with the game of basketball. It's all mental. Uh, I would say about 40 percent, 60 percent physical. But the majority of it is going to be mental. Where you gotta have a headspace right. It's like a job, you know. But uh, I played ball overseas for a little bit. Uh, I was also working over in uh, Italy for the Navy. Uh, playing ball was like some of the best experience of my life. Uh, things I've I've encountered, the passion, the love for the game, uh, the culture over there. It was it was pretty dope.
1: Let me let me back it up a little bit. So Navy abroad, were you you not enlisted though?
2: No, it wasn't this. No. I was a contractor. Uh, I thought we were yeah. talking to David uh, the Admiral.
0: <laughs> the Admiral yeah. David Robinson. David.
1: I don't even
2: know Matter of fact, speaking <laughs> of David Robinson, he was stationed in Kings Bay in Camden oh. County where I was from. Get
1: out. Yep. see, look at that.
2: See, I was dropping Kwame Brown. I should have been dropping David <laughs> yeah, Robinson. It's
1: okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know that. Cause I got some family down there. Oh. And so that's why Kwame Brown. That, that resonated with me but no I didn't get the David Robinson
2: story uh, among so, some
1: other reasons why Kwame might be top of mind yeah, lately no. yeah
2: like, <laughs> uh, quick story me and Kwame have been playing against each other since middle school get out yeah so uh, when I first encountered Kwame I was like who's that big dude down there you know, at my first shot, he, he didn't even have to jump. He just took his arm out his <laughs> block. So, you know, but uh, me and Colman have been battling since middle school all the way through high school. And I kid you not, man, my last game in the playoffs, we lost to them by 13 points.
1: What year was that? Oh, 01. Really? Yep. Yeah, let me let me just take a little detour real quick because now and I, and I wasn't taking a shot. Lord knows, Kwame, I'm not I'm not coming out. no because he will and come he find will us. He will come find my no name behind. But I want to say this though, like he he did make a lot of noise during the pandemic and whatnot. And I actually thought that a lot of people missed an opportunity to engage him about his experiences in a thoughtful and meaningful way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to know, like, just as someone who knows him and knows of him and played with them, um, like, what did you feel about? Uh, how the narratives around Kwame being a bust and, and all other stuff that came out
2: well you know uh, Kwame always been a superstar and we always been rivals. but I respected his game I respected him as a person still respecting to this day uh, what he what he's done he, he's made history uh, the first high school player to be drafted number one by MJ now I don't know if everybody seen the last documentary but MJ's a fiery dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. Save not, the uh, the, right the
1: last no.
2: dance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like Kobe, you know, but um and Kwame had the opportunity to play with both of them. I would think every ball player would love to experience that. He can say he did that. Um but you know, Kwame's a good dude, do a lot of stuff for the community. He always done that. My dad Worked that flex he just recently retired and he told me a story uh when we were in high school he said uh you know kwame's mcdonald's all american number one recruit everybody's on espn etc and i kid you not they said he would have a game jump on the jet fly across country to california and have a game out there come back go to school now imagine doing this in high school you're a high school kid
1: wow damn i didn't know that Man. and
2: um where kwame came from it's a lot of different experiences coming from the countryside or small community and then going straight to D.C. It's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, responsibilities to be had on you. Also to make sure, you know, he has a great mentor. So it's, it was like me when I went to Italy, I was like, what am I doing? Um, And I was like a grown man at that time.
0: Yeah. Kwame was like 18. Yeah. Doing this, going and having Michael Jordan just light into him every practice. (laughs) Right. Right. Coming from Camden County, which uh, is not not like a huge area. Right. And he's in D.C. now with, with the GOAT. Well, Mika disagrees, but the oh. GOAT. Yeah, LeBron,
1: LeBron wasn't there, I don't
0: think. Oh, oh my. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had to shut down the interview right there. That's
1: all, we can shut this down right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> but the GOAT, me, me and Trey are on the same page Yeah, I agree here. With The you. GOAT, yep. just, because like you said in the last dance, Jordan, he punched Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> and I just couldn't imagine putting myself in Kwame Brown's shoes at 18, because I know what I was like at 18. And you got this dude coming at you every day and you've got to live up to this contract, this number one pick. Right. So I would agree. And he had a
2: long career in the NBA. It's unfair to call him a bust because he made it. He, he made it, man. I would never look at Kwame as a bust. Um, he made millions of dollars off this game. And it's a game that we love. Um, not only that, you know, coming from where he came from, I understand because I'm somewhat similar coming from that environment and being successful, but um, never a bust. No.
1: Yeah. I think that's why it prompted me to ask that question was because the follow-up is going to kind of take it back to that whole, that, you know, that ratio that you, you mentioned about how much of playing basketball is mental versus physical. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I think it prompted that question because I think for a lot of fans, we get wrapped up in the game and the love. And, and of course, hot take culture makes us make these, makes us subscribe to like binaries, hot or not bust or not, you right. know, go LeBron or MJ, <laughs> you know, <and> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, it pits us, it divides communities, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously though, um, I want to know more about the mindset of a player. I think that's something that, that beyond the arc, that the podcast is uniquely qualified to do um, with, with Brandon leading it is like, it's just more than just practice fundamentals and, um, you know, being chosen because you're great. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of that mental part. So for you, Go back to that ratio part. Like, how did you kind of figure out that, hey, this is mostly up here and I got to I got to work through this?
2: Well, when you in it, you really don't think about it as much. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I thought about it a lot after I played basketball. And um, I was like, man, college was kind of rough because they expect you to go to school, get your grades. Uh, and then you practice. We up before everybody wakes up. <laughs> so we had like two days uh, practicing like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, um, go to class come back after the class, practice again. Well, it's a lot of politics in college as well. If you're not part of that politic game, then um, you're going to be going against the grain. So for me, in my experience with college, um, I didn't realize that I was probably depressed during that stage because how much I loved the game, I felt like they were taking the game from me. And I didn't know why, you know, I did everything right. I did everything they asked me to. I, I even had teammates come up to me and say, Hey, man, I'm surprised you're still playing this game.
0: So this is one of our earlier episodes. We talked about my experience with in college, mm-hmm. and I went to Newberry College, and I left for almost exactly what you're talking about right now. I did not understand that this is a business. Right, right, right. And you are not, you're not family, you are an employee and a way to put food on these coaches' tables. Yes, yes. And so that was huge for me. So I'm glad to hear, it gave me chills just to hear someone else echo that experience who went to school a little bit earlier than me, a different school than, than I went to. And we've had that a couple times with Alvin Johnson when he was here as well. Mm. And so I need people to understand when you listen to this, Uh, particularly if you don't want these players to get paid, this is a business. Right, right. So so you talked about, you know, how rough it was. Did you, what kind of playing time were you getting? Like you you mentioned feeling like they were taking a game away from you. Were you not getting to play? Like what were you going through at that time?
2: It was more so playing time, but uh, my freshman year, I feel like I had a, a good number of playing time. We had our first scrimmage and against a JUCO team, and the best players on the team came up to me and they was like, Man, you're gonna be the truth because they respected my game. I remember playing Georgia Southern, the starters coming up to me, talking to me and saying, Man, I like your game. They knew where I was from, and it was like, you're gonna be good. Even my own teammates they said the same thing. It was like, this is going to be your team in a couple of years. And then um, all of a sudden, man, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I could have my assumptions, but I don't want to go down that, that yeah, route. Yeah. But um, for some reason, um, the coaches were against me. I'm just going to keep it 100. The coaches were against me. And at that point, I felt like that took they took that game away from me that I love so much that I sacrificed a lot for looking back on it. There's a lot of days where I uh, depressed, I hated the game, and I don't want I want no part of it no more. And it had to be especially
0: jarring, because for everyone who gets to play in college, well, at least I'd say for most players who get to play in college, you are the man in high school. I mean, right, you mentioned right. you were Showtime. Right. And then you get to college, and you, even when you're showing out like you were in high school, mm-hmm. and you realize that it's this different side to things, I like, that
2: hit me like a ton of bricks right exactly man it's just i don't know i feel like high school or maybe college i mean maybe high school coach need to prep players who gonna play college ball you know maybe have a class or after session after school or whatever and say hey this is what you're gonna expect and that's why i whenever i play with the young cats today i try to drop as much knowledge and experience on them as, as much as i can
0: so you lost your love for the game but you did decide to play semi-pro. Mm-hmm. So were you able to, and, and we met playing ball too, so I would imagine you rediscovered your love. When did when did that happen in this process? Was that before you decided to go play semi-pro or or what would that look like?
2: Uh, just uh, after I graduated and I went back home and played with the homies, the, my, my, my That'll dogs. that do it. Um, they instilled that love back into me. And we would play in tournaments in fronting the Beach, Jacksonville, and we would win. And that love just started growing again, growing more, winning trophies. And I'm like, I don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I am showtime. Right, right. I'm pretty good, actually. Got the opportunity to go over to Italy to work for the Navy, um, serve my country. And then uh, one thing led to another, and I got invited to play out in, in, in the country.
0: That's what's up. So, so what was that experience like? Was that your first time out of the country?
2: Yes, first okay. time out of the country.
0: And so you're coming from Camden, like yeah. Kwame Brown, <laughs> you're in Italy. Right. And on top of you're doing your regular job, but also playing pro ball, mm-hmm. what did that look like?
2: Man, it was a, a different experience. It was an experience I would never forget. Uh, number one, experiencing the Italian culture, everyone needs to uh, at least travel and get out of the country and experience uh, different cultures, different people. It makes your growth It makes you uh, become a better person. Um, Not only that, just the love and passion for the game they have over there is stupid, it's crazy. It's I crazy. mean, you can see because that's where that's where Kobe was raised. Right. And you, so you can
0: see how serious it is. Even Mika's Knicks, uh, Mike D'Antoni.
1: OK. <laughs> he, I, I going to say nothing bad about him. I mean, offensive genius, but whatever. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, I mean, you can see it just the love that they have over there for Kobe to turn to Kobe. And then a lot of the, the players coming over. So how was that? How did that compare where you talked about, you know, college being a business? Mm -hmm. This was essentially a business over there. How did that look compared to American College?
2: Well, they uh, they put expectations on you and but it's not stressful. Um, You're able to spread your wings. You're able to go out and perform. And I'm not saying you're going to have bad days because you are. You're away from home, number one. You don't have family around. Uh, You start to build a community over there with other friends. You know, um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be over there. It's a blessing to play the game. So each day you got to look at that. It's like, man, I have this opportunity. What am I going to do with it? And, you know, life is short these days, so it's more so like enjoy it. Soak it up. And once you start to do that. Things just take off.
1: Did you ever have like ambitions to like kill it over in Italy and then come into the NBA and play pro here in the United States? Was that ever a goal or a
2: thought? Not really, uh, because I knew number one I was getting older. <laughs> well, how old Father were you? We, time yeah. well, how
1: old were you about that time? Uh, you can remember.
2: About twenty six, twenty seven. Gotcha. Approaching thirty, gotcha. so you know.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't think like you don't think. Uh, well, no, I ain't
2: glad. We might make a comeback now, so. <laughs> I
1: was going to ask
0: if I, <laughs> I still got a chance. That's what I so literally I was. I, was like, I do. Let how me do get you
1: it. think Brandon would do with the Shanghai Sharks? Like, I just want to know.
2: I think Brandon would surprise a lot of people because he definitely surprised me. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Why? Was it because of you? he was an undersized guard and you were like, wow, he really can... What? I'm joking. (laughs) joking.
2: So the
0: story. So I was working while I was getting ready for my own pro tryouts. I was working for the city of Charleston and I was at uh, one of the rec centers around here. Um. And Trey would always come in and hoop. And I knew Trey could hoop because I'd watch him hoop. But Trey also would play with Bluetooth headphones in. (laughs) And I was like, if this dude is listening to Luther Vandross (laughs) and balling, then... Then he, he do not care about the competition. He just knows he's got it. Okay. So, Trey, I don't know if y'all knew I could hoop in the gym or what.
1: This sounds like Goodwill hunting. It,
0: <laughs> a little
2: bit. So, I'm going to let Trey take it from here. Man, just what happened? This guy. So, uh, it was one particular day where we had low numbers and um, he was in there shooting around. I said, Brandon, man, come over here and play with us. And uh, so he came. I said, okay, I'm shocked. And uh, we started running. Made one shot. Coming down again, made another. I said, okay. Came back down again, made a three in a row. I said, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, you who before? Still
0: had the city St- Yeah, still had the city. I was like Shep off above the rim. Yeah. <laughs> just walked Netzo! on the court. <laughs> That was probably one of my highlights of my career.
1: You know what? I'm picturing the whole thing. I don't know why I put it in the late 80s. You had like a high-top fade, Brandon. That
0: would have had to be the late 80s. And
1: like some Dickies on, and you just like, hate. Right.
0: Okay, guys. Let me roll them up.
1: Anyway, nah, okay. Yeah. So
0: We joke a lot about my skill level and my right. ability to now. I... I I am uninterested in running up and down the court these days.
1: <laughs> I mean, is is Stefan Marbury still doing it over there? Is he still over
0: here? He is a god. <laughs> That's what yes. I'm But no, yes. seriously.
1: because going back to the whole like experiencing different cultures, you know, going abroad, trying something different. And then Brandon asked you whether or not it was the business treated the same. You said it's less stressful, even though the fan culture we've seen across all those European sports. Mm-hmm. Fan culture is crazy, is really, really just amazing. Right. So I guess I was just for the, the being treated like I can just picture you
0: somewhere. If someone would cover my living expenses <laughs> they would. and the amount of ice They'd I would a, need for my knees.
1: they would make a statue like of you. You'd
0: have your own signature shoe. I would do it today. Noodles probably. I would do it today. <laughs> and I think that, like, if you play ball, I think there's always, at least in the back of my head, I'm always like, man, I bet I could still do it. Oh yes, yeah. You always I know. like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe, I mean, Al Horford. I mean, oh, yeah, we yeah, saw that. yeah, definitely. That old Bill Cartwright jump shot. He
2: needs to stop. I'm to tell you a quick story, man, um, where I felt like this is like crazy. Like, this is like a dream come true. So, over there, we were only allowed two Americans per team. So, me and the guy I played with, he played at Naval Academy, Cliff, Cliff Colbert. And um, so, we had to travel three hours south of Naples. And um, we're getting off this bus, and it's a line of kids and their parents outside with paper and pencil for us to autograph. Well, I looked at him. He looked at me. I said, man, this is crazy. And I said, we're going to have to put on the show. And uh, yeah, man, just we get treated like superstars. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So did y'all put on the show? We put on the show. Okay. <laughs> we put on the show. But that's got to be because...
0: I've done. I've had that happen at like basketball camps mm-hmm. where I was working or I was shooting around working out while camp was going on. No one's asked for my autograph, but the little kids they really get into it. They start cheering you on. That that gases you up. Right, right. So I can't even imagine having this line. Was that the first time anybody had had asked for your autograph, or you had a
2: it, whole line? It actually was, man. Like I was surprised. I was shocked, but um. It actually took me back to when I first held the ball as a kid. Like, this is what I live for. This was, this was a, a dream come true for me. It was a dream to make it or go to the NBA. So to see this and experience this, I'm good. So Definitely. So what was the competition like over there in the league you were playing in? It was different Um, It was advanced I would say that Um, You had to learn Their style of basketball You just can't go over there As an American And think that You're going to do What you do You got to learn Their game And then Adapt your game So you know They have the Euro step Yep That kept messing me up A lot I bet (laughs) I still
0: I still can't I don't I don't have that In my bag Right right Because it just It just don't look right to me
2: Exactly so it, it, so understanding the euro step. And once you got it down, it's like, okay, I can do this. They look at it as uh, Americans, like the game was, you know, created over here. Right. So we got to score like 40 points a game, <laughs> <get> about 20 <laughs> rebounds and every, everything else. But uh, they, 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 they want that challenge.
1: Is that why they have the two Americans per team? Like
2: probably so and yeah. other places they may have more Americans per team, okay. but yeah. um they I mean they're gonna come at you. They wanna, you know, prove their skills against your skills. So you are like the target every game you go into. Every game. So every that had game. to make you better as a player too. Definitely. And I loved it. I loved it. I remember um one player uh, came down and I took his cookies and uh, taking cookies means taking the ball okay. by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my hungry. my hungry ass was like, ooh, what kind of chocolate chip? Yeah, yeah.
2: So I stole the ball from him and then once I did that, he stuck his foot out and tripped me. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, man. It's, so it was oh, kind of wow. rough. But Grayson uh, Allen over there. yes. Yeah, <laughs> He's a dookie. We all right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So just stuff like that, and um, just being able to play through that, and um, you know, like I said, you're over there in their world, but at the same time, they love you. They show a lot of love.
1: Is it more physical though? Like I always picture like grown ass men smoking in between, <laughs> <laughs> like and just like bloody deviled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I would say the game. I'm, it, I guess it is physical for us, like Americans that go over there, because like I said, they try to prove a point. They want to come at you or whatever. But I mean, we used to that over here. So
1: hey, like this is for Tony Kukoc. <laughs> 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 I
0: got you. That's something because it's obviously different countries in Europe, but that's something that's always been funny to me. And I heard Tony Kukoc talking about it, about how they thought he was soft. Hmm. And he was like, I grew up in the middle of a civil war. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's just basketball. But, right, but,
1: but no, my homies always talk about. I'm, uh, we curse on this podcast. I don't know if you holy. It's okay, but like, <laughs> no, nah, But my homie, like, literally, like, all g- growing up, or or just my homies that I talk to now from uh, from Jersey and Philly, they like European bitch. This European. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't really. They don't really jive with what I'm seeing coming from Europe. You know? right. No, nah, right. that wasn't the consensus, was it? The nah, cons- not nah. at all. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, where did they get that? Who? Well, who? What European player do you think?
0: Like so, deadlift shrimp or something. So I have a theory that this had to do with <laughs> the bigs from Europe coming and not playing mm. in the post. That,
1: that, that's what it is. They had the like Dirk. Yeah, it had range and what? Right? Dirk yeah, had range. Dirt. Yeah.
0: So yeah. they're out oh, okay. on the perimeter doing stuff. Got you. And, they're like, and as Americans, we're like, you know, get your big ass in the post <laughs> and, and do all that. But they're showing these skills like like Tony Kukoc. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yep. was 6'11", yeah. running the point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really where that came from. But before Kukoc came over, like, you had guys like, this is going deep, but like Sharunas Sher- Marshalonis. Mm. Damn, that's was, a deep cut. Oh, <laughs> like this dude was built solid. And he was knocking people out <laughs> from Lithuania, I think, and I was like, so, I always thought that the European players were tough until you get the the Tony Ku coach, and then the, the one who did it was was Vladi, where they Vladi. brought in the flopping too, yeah. from, oh, yeah. from their soccer culture.
2: Um, but that's my theory on it, right, right, but um yeah I mean, you're right, because um, even during the playoffs and whenever we won a championship. I was getting hits on Facebook from Titan uh, kids or whatever, and they were like, I don't, how they found me, I do, I do not know. I do like how you just slipped in there that y'all won the championship too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won that the championship. Was that, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, but, humble. Um, he humble, he <laughs> humble. But I got messages saying that, um, man, you're a strong player. But me thinking like, oh, I'm just, it's just a normal thing. But um, I guess they do see us as, you know, strong players. And,
1: so and, like you wouldn't get beat up on like picks and, picks and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you
2: know, it's, it's nothing new. Nothing new.
0: Anyone who's played at a playground and you had game point on 21 right that's the right. most physical basketball can be
1: oh wow yeah i got you, you you
0: got 50 people trying to foul you and not let you shoot the ball exactly so, you know with all due respect to tony kukoch and his civil war <laughs> upbringing i will take forest park game point 21
1: so you say you was in the trenches like John. is that what i'm hearing oh yeah <laughs> he he how these hollows feel
0: yeah.
1: he was tweeting last night he was crazy what is wrong with him i would
0: take his Phone. (laughs) He
1: about to get caught up in a Rico case, like uh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, dude. Like, we can't talk like this. What are you doing, bro? Calm down. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you're over in Italy winning championships, (laughs) but you're still not over there. So uh, eventually, the career had to end. So. What was the end? Did you did you go out on top? You you won the championship and you left like Tom Brady tried to do or.
2: (laughs) So we won the championship, you know, it was during the summer and uh, summers in Italy is pretty crazy. Um, Everybody party and everything. So uh, I had a good time. But uh, the contract that I was on working for the Navy that ended, Uh, although I got picked up by the other company, that particular contract wasn't right with me. So I, you know, took upon myself and just came back to the states. Okay. Did you try to pursue any other pro opportunities when you came, when you got back here? No, not really. It was like, like I said, it's something I stumbled upon while I was over there. You know, I, I respect my journey, and uh, I'm at the uh, right place at the right time. And coming back home, it was time to do something different.
0: Okay. So what did you do?
2: Went to work. <laughs> <laughs> so. um... In undergrad, I studied IT, uh, computer science, with a, a minor in business. So there are always people telling you, well, basketball don't work out. What are you going to do? For some reason, I read the an article, and they said, uh, oh, IT folks make six figures. Oh, really? Okay, that cool. That works. i try this. So, um, you know, got a degree in IT, computer science, and then um, started, started working. But things wasn't, like, all gravy at that point. I had to work my way up, I man. I had to put in the work, the time, the grind, and everything to come up to where I am today. How did basketball or did it prepare you for that? Oh man, basketball prepared me a lot for it. Um, I always had coaches tell me, um, "What you do here on the court is going to transition to off the court," and they're right. You know, your work ethic that you put in, the time that you put into the game. It's the same thing as work. The time that you put in the work, the studying, like you have to get certifications, uh, get educated on a lot of things. So the time that you dedicate towards that, the work ethic that you put in is gonna carry over and then eventually you're gonna be successful.
0: So with the IT field, I know I've got a little bit of a background in tech, Mika does as well. Mm-hmm. Being black in tech, much like a lot of things in America, but you're one of, of few. How has that been for you? At what kind of challenges have you had to Endure because of that
2: Well a lot of challenges um, Number one is uh, Proving yourself And you have to go the extra mile And when I say that um, I started off at Comcast uh, Troubleshooting over the, over the phone Man I probably, I
0: probably <laughs> called you a couple times Yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah.
2: so it, was, it was pretty rough But I'm sitting in that chair um, And I'm like what am I doing? I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, get an education to do this. No disrespect to Comcast. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. They've gotten
0: better with their customer yeah. support. Right. But based on your timeline, I probably cursed at you. I'd like to
2: apologize. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, what I did was I went back home to Camden and um, I started working for the school systems. I talked to the director there and he told me uh, this is what he can offer which was $400 every two weeks, $400 every two weeks. Did you go back to Comcast and have his cable (laughs) cut? (laughs) Nah, man. So uh, I I took it because it was what I went to school for, and I knew that it was going to propel me later on in the future. But what I didn't know was the things I was going to encounter there. And um, it was a lot of blockers. Um, I was grateful for the opportunity. But when I got there and I proved myself, I got the experience, I got the certs, I was still jumping hurdles when other people didn't have to jump hurdles. That is incredibly American. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: Southern. Yeah. 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 What was your, what was the job description?
2: I was a, a, a school tech, so I was more so like help desk in, in a way. Okay. So I had a total of three elementary schools, a middle school and a high school.
1: Wait, they had you working at many different schools? Yes. for $200 a week?
2: Yes. so so it was one thing after another where he was like oh you got to get certs I got certs oh you need experience I got experience along with the education in which I was one probably the few that had um, uh, a bachelor's degree but the only one getting underpaid wow I can't
0: even imagine all the schools for two hundred
1: dollars a week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, but like I know, I know um, Brandon is uh, me. Brandon and I are, are probably on the same page in terms of like, you know, being black and in tech, and knowing that like how we show up that really informs how people. Uh, how seriously people treat us, mm-hmm. but did you ever have to contend with people pigeonholing you as just an athlete? Did that factor in? Did it, you said you went back home to Camden? I don't know if the people that you were interviewing with they knew of your you know athletic success or anything like that did, or or did it ever come up in any professional pursuits?
2: Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I did know that you know being from Camden um, you know uh, it's a small town, and that was one place I really didn't want to go back to. Uh, because there's a ceiling there's a ceiling there and um in order to get beyond that ceiling you you have to leave pretty much so that's that's what it was there
1: so did you bounce
2: I did, I did Where'd you um, go, where'd you go First I came to Charleston um,
1: <laughs> Went from bad to <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Bad to worse
0: oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want to question the man's decision making
1: <laughs> Me and Brandon trying to yeah. we, we feel like we in Bane's jail but he's trying to crawl oh out that God. bitch
2: <laughs> No, but um <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I mean that professionally yes. and pay-wise. We yes. yeah. we are love it here. The beaches are great. The right. margaritas,
0: the margaritas, fantastic. fantastic. Oh, all yeah, the Mexican absolutely.
1: eateries uh, owned by white people are amazing.
0: C um, <laughs> <muy bien. laughs>
1: oh, CC, yeah, uh, I'm on Fred, all that. Yeah, but anyway, you came to Charleston.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I came to Charleston. Um, you know, it was a, it was a point where my boss, I, I got my master's degree. So I got a mask. I
1: mean, come on, man! This is like dribbling off your foot. Like, <laughs>
2: this, what
0: to me? This sounds a lot like your it's college experience. It. Right, right, right. Like you're skilled. You you're working hard. You're doing everything, and you just keep on getting these two hundred dollar a week checks. Man. <laughs>
1: right. I'm <jumping> like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry keep
2: going <laughs> exactly man um you know with with having the bachelor's degree getting the certs I felt like I still had to prove myself but you know for the people on the outside looking in it was like what he has to prove but for me my background where I came from my family that's all we do is work hard so I went and got a master's degree which was very challenging and I came back to my boss. I was like, hey, man, I got my MBA. I got my bachelor's degree. I'm the only one in this, in this office that has all these certs, experience. I just want to make tw- $25,000, $30,000. What he said to me was, I don't have money in my budget for you.
1: Oh, man. Oh. Let, me, let me hit the... I got I to gotta hit the... I hit the sound of... Congratulations. Congratulations. You played yourself <laughs> to whoever said that. Like, that's just bananas. Just Crazy. I'm going to bring it back to the mental part So Mm -hmm. is that mental thing That that muscle that you built To to keep you resilient As you were playing ball Mm -hmm. Did that kind of kick in When you keep seeing these doors shut Even though you keep (laughs) opening windows And getting up out of there But like yeah Any of that factor in
2: It did factor in a lot Because when I was at North Georgia um, Plenty of people were telling me to leave I should have listened but I didn't I I went against the grain Thinking that things were going to work out But they didn't. So with this uh, work field, um, I learned the lesson. And I was like, you know what, I'm out. And um, my girlfriend at the time was living up here. She was going to MUSC, And she was like, why don't you fill out for a job up here in uh, in Charleston? And dude, I'm in the car. I'm looking on my phone. (laughs) I'm out of here. He told me he got no money for me. The hell with that. So I found a job, uploaded my resume. They said, do you want to come work for us? 60K off the back I said what?
1: Uh (laughs) He found money in their budget Yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly For an MBA and a master's I would hope so Yeah yeah (laughs)
2: So I was like I'm out So um, here's the funny part The day before he told me He had no money for me His budget I came to him the next day And said here's my Two weeks notice he Was shocked, his eyes were big. Wait, 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 you don't reserve the right to be shocked. No.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like the ultimate pump fake. Like, wait, <laughs> like he's Danny Green, you're 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 Ray, Ray Allen, right? You know, he's just going by. He just, anyway, go keep going. I'm sorry,
2: <laughs>
0: so. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So he told you he didn't have money to give you 25 grand a year right. with everything that you had done. Right. And then you gave him your 2 weeks notice
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he was and you you did it the next day mm-hmm. and he was shocked. Shot. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I had it right because it sounds not right in my head right. when I'm picturing it. Okay, so, did, I, so
1: did, how yeah, did he come with a counter offer then? No, no. Oh, he, no. no. I like,
2: hey, <laughs> the budget no, no, is no, the budget. No, no, he couldn't he couldn't counter offer of that. Yeah, he probably could, but I don't think he wanted to. Um
1: How's he shocked though? Oh. See that's the thing. me and Brandon played this game when we first started um working together. Is it ineptitude? Or is it disrespect?
2: Mm.
1: What do you think it was? Like, 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 because I think a compassionate boss, if they were handcuffed by some budget, a compassionate boss would have probably like helped you some other way or like maybe, you know, got you out of there or called a homie somewhere else. Was it ineptitude in terms of how that stuff was run or was it disrespect?
2: I felt disrespected, but um, it sounds like too. I vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's Definitely. vote on that. Yeah. And, and this is the way I look at it now, is, is because uh, he probably felt like he did me a favor by bringing me on, and by getting me that experience. You know, looking back at it, being wiser, older, I feel like he did take advantage of me
1: he definitely boy he would want a poverty (laughs) wage I don't know if you know this Uh, (laughs) uh, but that definitely wasn't even a living living wage and also too I'm glad you brought that up because if I had if someone wanted me to produce another podcast it would be about work culture and like people acting like bosses, supervisors employers acting like they're doing you a favor when it's literally an exchange of, you know, work for for money Like goods and services in, in exchange for money Like this is transactional as hell But Mika, uh,
0: I got these credentials for this <laughs> event You can come hey, to
1: You can have all the frosé you want yeah. at this event <laughs> Yeah, like what the fuck Excuse my French, I'm sorry <laughs> like, what, like what is... I, I just, but that whole they, they probably did. He probably literally thought, no, I, I'm gonna help this young. Was he? Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh mm-hmm. okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. That was brought to you by Duke's Mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a favor, but anyway, you did him a favor um, yeah. by maybe freeing up the budget. Yeah, now that you got an extra 400k or whatever he
0: was offering. Let <laughs> <laughs> me do the math. All right, All spend right. on some services or something. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So <laughs> congratulations to him. So you got here for 60k. That sounds yeah. a lot better. Nice. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: so, have you been here ever since then? I have. Um, well, I came here for about. Probably during the summer, and that's when I got that call from Italy. Okay. And that's when things started happening.
0: Okay. Mm. I, I, I do have a question. I don't even know if this is any good. <laughs> no, <of you>. <laughs> do, do you work remote in your IT job? Because. I'll tell you why I'm asking. Okay, Cause Something he
1: wants a that, job. Well,
0: that's true. I mean, here's my resume. But <laughs> see, also what I've noticed is that I was doing some work in the tech field, helping with the workforce mm-hmm. because we don't have a lot of tech workers, they say, <laughs> they say. yes. And I found, this is going to come as a shock to you, but <laughs> two of the problems I found was one, we don't pay enough here mm-hmm. in a lot of the jobs. Mm-hmm. And number two, they require their tech workers to come into the office from nine to five. Mm. And when I studied other areas, the salaries were higher and you could work from home the majority of the time. So that's why I was just curious what it looks like. I don't know, I don't wanna get you jammed up. You, you could tell me <laughs> hypothetically, you don't have to talk about your job now specifically, mm-hmm. but do you see
2: similarities, the things that I'm seeing? Well, right now I do work from home, I okay. work remote. But um, here's my resume again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, uh, prior to that, yeah, I was going to the office, you know, nine to five every day. And uh, when I got with another company, it was more so I had like three days off in the week, so I would go in Fridays and Mondays, or I would have Fridays and Mondays off, which that is sounds cool. That I sounds like that.
1: Your, European. I remember when I went to Europe years ago, and I'm like, why everybody. At the cafe In the middle of the day yeah. <laughs> Like they just got Work life balance different But I know it wasn't But it just feels Very European Just keeping
0: it in. Oh yeah oh, I'll yeah. tell you how European it is <laughs> Trey had a job in Europe And was able to have A whole second job <laughs> cool
1: like, You know seriously I'm like I didn't even want To bring that up Because oh, I'm like man. Maybe that's normal But I was like What are you doing Yeah that's amazing <laughs>
0: So, so okay, I'm, I'm glad you confirmed my suspicions about the local tech culture. Mm-hmm. I won't even get into the demographics about that because that was another <laughs> thing I was trying to, uh, but I lost all my hair, so I couldn't deal with that anymore. <laughs> oh my God, so, here you go. So you've been here, you, you've been doing the tech thing as well, mm-hmm. but I know you also, in everything you do, hooping, tech, you write as well. Right, right when did you start writing is it something you've done your whole life or you picked it up later after you ran out of search to get for (laughs) it
2: well i mean i feel like i've been writing my whole life uh i would write to my grandmother i would write to my uh significant other my girlfriend at the time ex, whoever she was (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh my mom um but i always wrote but um whenever my grandmother passed in 2013 that's when things started and that's when things just hit me and I just started pouring out feelings to the pen onto the pad
1: yeah so uh, before you, that that is very important and I want to kind of take a pause here to just to ask you like what was your relationship like your family is still in Georgia at this time I guess or when she passed right so right. like what was your relationship with your grandmother?
2: Man, we were close. We were very close. My grandmother was like my mother. So my mom and my dad had me at an early age. My mom was 16. My dad was 17. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, their parents stepped in and um, helped support me, uh, supported them. And, you know, they always say it takes a village to raise a kid. And that's what uh, I had for myself. And I was blessed to have that yeah that's what's up yeah that, that
0: resonates with me mm. because uh, yeah. my grandmother helped raise helped my mom mm. raise me so just hearing that story uh, when you told her you were talking to me about it the other day I was like, man, yeah I can see me in this Now what I couldn't see me in is <laughs> your emotional maturity to to express yourself through your writing yeah has right, been right. a talk on the show about how my emotional growth uh, so Brandon is dead inside. I don't <laughs> want to like, so Can you grow I, I, something
1: dead? <laughs> so I got a
0: story from this past weekend, matter of fact, that is going to be good. So a big thing is my inability to cry. Mm. Now, I'm more likely to cry over something happy than sad or anger. Mm-hmm. But... It's still, it just doesn't really happen. So I was at a neighbor's graduation party this past weekend. Happy occasion. Mm-hmm. This might be it for me right. to feel again. So uh, we're waiting, it's a surprise party. We're waiting for the graduate to come in and I'm feeling funny, like something could be happening. Yeah. And Aaron, my girlfriend, she turns and, and she's like, Oh my gosh, are you are you about to cry? And I was like, Man, that is that what this feeling is? Right. And I was like, I might be. And so another friend of mine was across the backyard and and she's coming over to talk to us as well. And actually, the last time I happy cried was she's uh, her name's Nadia. She's about to graduate med school mm. as her white coat ceremony. When she went into med school, I had the happy tears. Yeah. And so she's coming up and she's like, hey, do you have eye drops? <laughs> and I was like. Well, is that going to like, is there something mechanically wrong with my eyes where I need the eye drops to help the tears? Maybe it unlock them. I can really start crying. Right. It's like, no, it's the, the antihistamine will act faster if you use the eye drops. I was having an allergic reaction. I was not. Oh, my writing. God. My eyes swelled up like Hitch. Oh, my oh God. My no. oh my. So it's a work in
1: progress. So you don't even know how to identify the sensation of welling up with tears? It, it had been a
0: while. Right. It was welling up with uh, white blood cells, I believe. Okay. Told me. So, yeah. yeah So yeah. that's something I'm working towards. And I do like writing. So mm-hmm. this might be something that's good for me. But. How, how was that for you getting all your feelings out, writing? Is that something you, I know you said you've always written. Is Mm. that always been the way you've expressed yourself or?
2: Not really, man. So, you know, I'm a introvert and it takes people around me to bring me out to be an extrovert. You know, so I I would say I'm in the middle. Again, I was raised by a young, young parents. My mom was 16. Dad was 17. But uh, my dad went off to college. So basically my mom raised me by herself in a sense. Uh, So she had to be tough on me. And I can relate to you, like, because she showed me tough love, that made me tough. Uh, It made my heart, like, pretty hardened a little bit. Uh, Well, a lot of it. (laughs) But, um, But my grandmother was my comforter. That's where I was able to express my feelings to her, express how I felt, my emotions. She was that grandmother to come and give me hugs, show me love. When she passed away, man, I I would say I did go numb. As that year, 2013, went on, I couldn't hold it no longer. I'm I'm afraid for that moment personally, Mm -hmm. because my grandmother this year, she's had a lot of
0: health problems. She's Mm -hmm. doing good right now, thankfully. But you know... Eventually, we we all gotta go, right, and so right. I'm like, man, I better learn something, right. so I can deal with it too. But it might be like you're saying, where like the one last lesson or something, where she she kind of gave you that that gift, yeah, to push you to express yourself in this way, right?
1: Were you an only you were an only child?
2: No, I have uh, two sisters, one brother.
1: So like, was was grand? Was what's grandma's name? Eleanor I'm gonna call her Miss Eleanor (laughs) Um, But Miss Eleanor Was she like Toward y'all Was she encouraging you To to do things like Think Or or read or write, was she kind of like that type of figure in your life?
2: Oh yeah, like she was a, a big role model, man. Like like you said, encouraged us to think, do for ourselves. She wanted us to be successful. She sent my dad, my uncle off to college. She's like, no, you're going to college. Although my dad had me at the age of 17, Still she told it. him he was going to college.
1: Oh, I see now. Right, yeah, right. It wasn't a choice, yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. She, she was that type of grandmother that would get out in the yard with you, and cut grass, cut hedges, uh, change the oil, she taught me how to change oil. Oh, man. So um,
1: it be them southern grandmas. Don't like, <laughs> no mess around. I'm like my mom know how to drive stick and all that. I'm like it's the southern women down there. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: definitely.
0: So we talk about your writing and it's using it as a as a way to express yourself, and I mean that's fantastic right there. But you also got to a point where you have published a book as well, uh, a poetry of life transformation. So how did you get from this point where you're writing to work through your feelings with your grandmother's passing to being a published author?
2: I could tell you, it all went back to basketball somewhat. So during that year of 2013, I lost my grandmother in April. I would say June, July, my wife, we, we lost our, our son. She was three months pregnant, lost her son.
1: I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank mm-hmm.
2: you. Shortly after that, I was like, you know, I got to keep busy. I'm playing ball, working out, keep my mind off things, playing ball, tore my ACL. Damn.
0: <laughs> See, Damn. now to me, that's the universe of something saying you're not going to avoid
2: yeah. this. Yeah. Crazy thing is she called me to come home and I was like, I, gotta, I, I just got to get in another run. And that was like shortly after we lost a kid. And she called me to come home because she was hurting. At the time... I should have been there to console her. By the time I I was running for something myself, that's when I tore my ACL. That that same day, she told me, "Can you come home?" I said, like, "I got one more run." Damn. And that's when I tore my ACL. And so, wow. Uh, so yeah.
1: real quick, Brand- so Brandon, you uh, yeah, that sounded like that resonated with you. Like yes. do you feel like I know we talked about your, your your ACL right? My Achilles. 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 Mm. I'm sorry. So um, yeah,
0: this is, this is what's wild. So mm-hmm. the the fall be- before. I tore my Achilles, my grandfather passed, mm. and that was the first person who had passed in my life as an adult. I had really been avoiding it, yeah, avoiding my emotions as I am uh, I'm the Michael Jordan of that. <laughs> so that Easter Sunday I'm glad you're not the goat of that <laughs> <laughs> This is about, the to yeah. <laughs> about to move some furniture About to move some furniture So fast forward to springtime uh, I'm doing all this stuff I'd gone back to school uh, And I'm hooping, I'm doing everything Kind of to take my mind off things As well Easter Sunday, went to his church For Easter Sunday mm-hmm. And I was just, I was in shambles mm. Next day Achilles gone like I tore my Achilles the next day after that wow it's just so hearing your story yeah it really resonated with me and because that was almost identical wow. to what happened with me, so yeah, it, I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I, I know, and, and I know sometimes people get like. Sometimes I can get a little like I don't know if I believe in the sup, you know, the supernatural or spiritual, hmm. but I really do believe the universe, and I just say universe. But I, you're a man of faith. I yeah, should, oh, I, yeah should, I can yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, you're, you're. I am a man of faith. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I, I just told you I was in church. Uh, for whatever. Yeah, okay. But no, I do think I think God was like, all right, you're yeah. using basketball. To To avoid life Yep Hmm. Yep Mm. What are you going to do Exactly When that's gone Because I'd use basketball To avoid emotions yeah. mm. Many many times mm. before right, right It's like a safe haven Oh yeah oh, That's, that's, yeah. The, sanction, that's yes. the sanctuary Like yes. you go there I'm going to go shoot around And just forget about my problems yes. Yep. yes But then you leave the court And what do you find <laughs> Your problems <laughs> Couldn't cross them up <laughs>
1: No you couldn't You're step around no, no Not at all Nope. Nah But yeah that, that, That's a lot um, And again I'm so sorry to hear About your loss um, was that difficult for you and in, in, in your? She, was she your, she was your wife at that point? Yeah, yeah. Was, was it difficult for her to understand why you couldn't be there? Did y'all like? Was that hard to work through that? Like, hey, you weren't there for me. Yeah, and you're gonna like yeah. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: It was it was definitely tough, but um, she just kept with it, you know. Um, especially after my, I mean, my grandmother like that was my world. Losing the child, you know, our firstborn, first unborn. Right. That that right. Uh, that stuff that was like the final straw, and um. But yeah, I mean, she she's a strong woman, and I appreciate her for that. I let her know that I appreciate her for that, and um, I just thankful she didn't leave my side. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: yeah. nah, it'd be like that. Yeah. yeah, she had to help with the the ACL recovery.
2: Oh man, yeah, <sighs> she had to give me a sponge bath. Uh, nah, yeah. are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, like this this whole lack of mobility. <laughs>
0: I it's was really like funky. that Oh my it, gosh, oh gosh. yeah oh, wow. Like when I finally Could shower I know I had to use Like a shower chair oh, Like right. I was yeah. a little you know Old what? lady Yeah and Yeah you, so, were, you sound
1: like my mom After her knee replacement <laughs> Yeah That's So good. to be there
0: <laughs> It's right. just crazy What women will do Cause mm. all this You just talked about How you weren't really there How you, you should have been How you would be there now Right And she's still stuck around And then gave you a
2: sponge bath Give me a sponge bath <laughs> Right man She just uh, She just held me down um, she knew I was hurting, uh, two times, uh, m- with my grandmother and our unborn son. And, and I know she was hurting too, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it was, it was a tough, difficult time of our lives.
1: Did you pour it into the the, the start of the book writing or no?
2: So we went to uh, a friend's house for uh new year's, new year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what was going on with me that day, that night. Um, but you know, fake smiles and laughing you know 2013 turning into 2014, turning that next chapter, I always felt like man I'm, I'm forgetting somebody I'm leaving somebody behind I don't want to leave 2013 hmm. and um as soon as we left our friend's house, we got in the car I just started breaking down, bro like
1: like inexplicably like yes
2: like a baby I couldn't control it I couldn't control it. Wow. Like, uh, my mom, like, she would call and, is Trey all right? Because she would always check on me because she knew I was a crying. She knew I was running away from some something. But uh, that night, going into uh, 2014, I just I just broke down, just broke down. Whenever we left our friend's house, you know, we laid down in the bed and everything. And I'm in my head, I'm like, man, I just want to see you. I just want to see you. And so I'm laying down and all of a sudden I see, you know, uh, energy, a ball of energy forming into her face. And so I'm laying down, and I, 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 I get up a little bit, and I'm like, uh, what the hell is that? And then um, all of a sudden, I just see the energy forming to her face. And I said, like, oh, shit. And Are you so serious? I'm as
1: well. Now? Are you serious?
2: I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Oh, my serious.
1: goodness. Yeah.
2: Dead serious. And then I was like, oh, shit. So I, I leaned back because I was in awe. A little scared. But... um that right there just informed me that she's fine. She's okay. She's doing well. And she don't want me to be in this mind, this state of mind. And after that, I kept having a couple more, uh, you know, dreams about her, like, you know, uh, her pulling up in those old school cars. Yeah. And, you know, when people talk about, you know, visiting or their loved ones, their past ones coming to visit them, they can see them talk, but they can't hear them. Same as that thing for me. Wow. And, um, with our, with our unborn son It's going to be a crazy story
1: Oh man this is going to be different Easy. This episode keep going this is-
2: So <laughs> I don't know if I was I'm sure I was dreaming about sleeping Fell into a deep sleep or whatever And I could see myself walking Up heaven's gates And everything is white There's a Tall angel on my left side On my right side I'm looking at them as I'm walking up to the gates They smiling down at me. I'm looking at them and smiling back at them. I cross into the gates and all of a sudden I'm at my grandmother's mansion and house or whatever. And I'm laying in bed. She's like right there by me. And we having a conversation back and forth. And um, it's like it's almost like she was just asking me how I was doing, blah, 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 blah. And she's like going down to the lake and um, pick out some fish.
1: Is that something y'all would do in real life?
2: Not I mean she was she, she did teach me like uh how to roast hot. Oh wait, dogs, no
1: no no huh? I, I totally fumbled that. You talking about <laughs> fish in a dream. Keep going, keep going. Yeah.
2: So you know how they compare fish to kids or child That's Oh, just,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed it when he first said it. I'm like, oh no, wait. <laughs> right, right. So uh
2: yeah, so she's like going down there and pick uh some fish that you want out of the out of out of lake. And so we was down there, I'm grabbing a bunch of fish, blah 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 and all of a sudden I just woke up Boom And then uh, This in 2014 And You know My wife was pregnant Wow Ooh.
1: Wow yeah. Wow Jesus And it was a vivid Jesus. dream Like you can really you yep. can, yeah, That is
2: I, I told him I said it's gonna be a boy
1: Oh wow True Wow Damn So like It sounds like you've been You've been having these Amazing moments These watershed moments Emotionally spiritual moments and it sounded like that Those things were guiding you Toward this other chapter Or this other area Right Of, of, of you know I guess just You exercising another Strength or Or, or, or talent Right Yeah
2: Right um, To be honest I don't know what happened um.
1: Sounds like you No know, it really does Because like, I think Brandon I think he asked it Like three different times But not in a bad way But like yeah. It sound like it really There's no really one Mm-mm. precise moment no
2: yeah. it's just you just keep coming your your higher self and like whenever whenever I look back at this book I'm like damn I wrote that <laughs>
1: <laughs> right 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 I right, be like that I bet I yeah. bet I bet I bet if y'all can believe I bet if y'all can remember any of your your best games or even guess the per, best performances you probably were like felt possessed
0: like oh, yeah. It wasn't you. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, like a flow body. state. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Flow like, state. Yeah. Like you're watching yourself do it. Yeah. yeah definitely. Probably
1: definitely. that. And that's when you tapped into some sort of mastery uh, or something, like you said, becoming your higher self and just getting to that next level. Right. Man. So you, so you, but you did end up writing. Um, what is, what is this book about? It's just, is it a compilation, an anthology, poetry? What is yeah, it? Yeah.
2: It's about poetry. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's about life, uh, poetry of life. Um, from the day that you were born, everything is, is poetry. Mm. Think about that. Uh, as Soon as you come out the womb, you learn how to breathe. They cut the uh, umbilical cord off. Mm-hmm. You learn how to breathe. That's poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the time you take your first steps, to you talking, you speaking, you writing, you learning the language, uh, you learning uh, basketball. Um, like they talk about MJ the goat, and how's <laughs> he's poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. So, um. That's that's where that title came from. Uh, A portrait of life transformations.
1: Wow, transformations. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: That is powerful. Yeah. So I know we're doing an event this Wednesday, June 29th, at the Charleston Library Society, coffee with with the author. That would be you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, How sir. How did this come about, y'all? But that's a great question cuz I know <laughs> Trey hit me up on Instagram was like hey I'm doing this event would you be available to MC and I was like What made you ask him that? That's what I'm curious too. I was like <laughs> uh, hey
1: Me? I was like
2: not Man, not, wrong. This, not
1: to say that I don't believe in you cuz obviously I I got you to do this podcast yes. but yes.
2: Well, you know, I've I've been watching him. Little did he know, does he know? Um I've been sitting back and watching and I I'm like okay, I see Brandon and um just like he surprised me on that basketball court. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that bag advance coming out. Let right, me right. Wait, I'm joking. That's what <laughs> i <of Vans>. No. <laughs> Mystical Negro come out. <laughs> nah, but no no but I am all right. All right. I'm gonna be the play cousin of y'all both. Seriously though, I really think that like y'all's experiences are so parallel, so simple. there's some this parallel, but mm-hmm. they're different, but they're the same. And it really would be interesting to see this event might be one of those instances where you can kind of hear black men of y'all's ilk talk be more than just the athlete or just the the father but kind of express like maybe talk about creativity and in, in, in writing a book and what goes into that type of stuff
0: and all these different you're right we're, we're multi multi-dimensional mm-hmm. right. and we're not always treated that way not at all and mm-hmm. so it was just incredible Because because like Trey said He knew me as this guy Who walked out on the court one day <laughs> And showed out for a little bit In his City of Charleston work shirt And, and then I'm doing all this other stuff So I mean I'm, I was honored I'm still honored That you even considered asking me I was like <laughs> so nah. I've been working on what I'm gonna say and how to not fuck it up. But
1: uh. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be fine. will so. be fine. I'm seeing a, a, a familiar face. I'm seeing Marcus Amaker. I got the website up. So how did Marcus get tapped into? It? Like how did how did he, you bring him into it?
2: Well, Marcus played a role into me writing my book. Uh-huh. And um, the crazy thing is, I didn't know who I didn't know who Marcus was at the time, or I didn't know he was that guy. And um, so. Marcus being Marcus, I was like, hey, man, um, do you mind meeting me at Dale's, you know, the vegetarian spot? Uh, So he came through and we connected, and then for for me, it was our energy. We kept bouncing off each other. He kept feeding me knowledge and wisdom, and for him to do that, uh, I really appreciate that, and I dedicate this book Piece of this book to him That's Because he put me on that path
1: I didn't know that Yeah And he's a, yeah, he's out there Of course um, He's stepping, stepping down Or stepped down already from As Poet Laureate Charleston First Poet Laureate um, and, You know He's done great things He's, he's self-published I believe um, You know He's definitely A, a, a man of, of many talents And whatnot. So That alone I think his affiliation Will really Bring a lot of people Who, who really trust him And are fans of his work Brandon you're going to MC you saying
0: I'm going to MC. Okay. So okay. we're going to. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, of
1: Tamika, s- uh, like, mic'd up in the morning cast. Yes, I know. Correct. It yeah. was. Uh-huh. You know I've been studying yeah. that. But yeah. also I'm Steve
0: joking. Harvey on Showtime at the Apollo. Uh, oh, um, no. No. No, <laughs> no, are you going to wear a hairpiece like him? <laughs> I've been looking, I don't know if it's going to get here in time because of supply chain issues, but it's on the way. Um, and some suits as well. Right, I got you with an Amazon wig so if
1: you need we're gonna it. See. Okay.
0: <laughs> but no, I'm excited about this this event. So tell us how we can register for the event. It's free, my favorite price. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right.
2: Um, and what we can expect at the event and also where we can get the book. Yeah. So you can go on Amazon and get the book uh, I have to give you the link because I don't know it by heart It's
1: okay, we'll link uh, it in the show notes, yeah, the show notes. We will.
2: A Poetry of Life Transformations Yep Yes, yes Okay uh, It's going to be at Charleston Library Society Downtown on King Street uh, At 10.30, uh, June 29th Alright Come through
0: I know you got some surprises planned for it as well mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that what, uh, you bringing some
1: European players?
0: <laughs> Heat old lose <turk-lum's laughs>
1: coming
0: out. <laughs> I'm so you might want to be there. So you might want to be there, Miguel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're going to cross up Brandon, break his ankle? That would be dope. I'd pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'd pay for that. I'd end one the hell out of that. I'd zoom in with a camera. No. <laughs> no.
0: Nah. Oh gosh. <laughs> have y'all balled since you've been back or not? I have not balled since I tore my Achilles. And you, you yeah, I still hoop. I still hoop. Uh, I need to get out there. I know. Trey's, Trey's been like... Like, yeah. trying to ease me into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, we got this little laid-back yep, yep. rec league team. If you want to just come, make your quick appearance, get on the court, off the court.
1: I really would like. I'm, – I'm just, again, play Cousin Mika. Like, I would really love to see – like, hear about it. I don't need to watch. But, like, that would be great for you, Brandon. I
0: need to get on the court. Yeah, good cardio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, that's what it's – And you work out already. Exactly. So, you I, might be, I might be – I Back. might be better than I think. Yeah. You probably got Al a whole. Horford inspired. <laughs> you might be like
1: like a, a robot. Like it might they might have put an extra like something in your leg. You don't even know. You might have a
0: vertical. See, I'm not even worried about that leg because the doctor told me he was like, That one's not going. Anywhere. Oh no. Saying, you need to strengthen the other one, but that one, I know what I did oh, to that they, one. Oh, be fine. They gave you so. the magic
1: Johnson, it ain't gonna be there. <laughs> it ain't gonna be there.
0: <laughs> so <It's all> right. <laughs> I might I might make a comeback. We're gonna see. Yeah. I'm in talks with the local uh, yep. Recreation sports leagues To see what kind of deals They're offering <laughs>
1: Okay So Okay $200 a week yeah. <laughs> take, it oh, a, no. take it or leave it Nah I'm excited Yo this was a great episode I really think this, It was dope I think people going to learn A lot about you Trey And your book and, and more about Your personal journey Anything coming up
2: though? Uh, Nothing coming up Um I'll, I'll tell people Just uh, stay tuned Okay Keep the eyes out If we want to stay tuned Where are we staying tuned at? Ooh Well I'll have an IG <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're getting there yeah,
2: Okay yeah, yeah. You ever
1: think about podcasting?
2: Not really But okay. this is pretty fun yeah. This is pretty cool Yeah you oh, could do we it
1: have a blast Yeah Yeah y'all would <laughs> Alright it, it would be fun Nah seriously Part two maybe we can be on the court Seriously I really want to see it We can
0: do yeah, that We need some video content
1: I do, <laughs> We really do And that'd be great Alright Cool.
0: Nope, this was fun, man. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.